Hello, welcome to the programme. I'm Lewis Vaughan-Jones. We're going to start in East Africa, in Sudan, where fighting between rival groups is entering a third day now. Uh, doctors there warning desperate conditions in hospitals in the capital, Khartoum. So far, 97 people known to have been killed, hundreds injured in the violence. Now, fighting is between the Sudanese army and the country's biggest paramilitary group, known as the Rapid Support Forces, or RSF. Uh, with these two men at the heart of it. The head of the army is General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan. The leader of the RSF is Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo. Uh, they're both vying for dominance after leading the two main factions in the ruling military regime. Caught in the middle, though, Sudan's uh, population, around 50 million people, many displaced, millions now need humanitarian help. Now, the US Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has been talking about the situation in Sudan alongside British Foreign Secretary James Cleverly. A strongly held view, again, across all of our partners on the need for an immediate ceasefire and a return to talks. Talks that were very promising in putting Sudan on the path to a uh, full transition to civilian-led government. Uh, people in Sudan want the military back in the barracks. They want democracy. They want a civilian-led government. Sudan needs to return to that path. The immediate uh, future lies in the hands of the generals who are engaged in this fight and we call upon them to uh, put peace first, to bring an end to uh, the fighting, to get back to negotiations. That's what the people of Sudan want, that's what the people of Sudan deserve and we will continue to seek ways to support that road back to peace. So what's happening in Sudan, getting the world's attention. We can cross now to Mercy Juma, who's monitoring developments from Nairobi for us. Hi, Mercy. So first of all, just bring us up to date with what's been happening. A very good morning from Nairobi. So again, this Monday morning, we've woken up to news about continued fighting in Sudan. Our residents in Khartoum and parts of Darfur are saying they've been hearing of gunfire and explosions throughout the night and into Monday morning. That's today morning. And most of them are just holed up in their houses. They cannot come out. They don't know whether uh, if they step out, it will be safe. And even if they step out, they don't know which part of the cities, which part of their neighborhoods are safe. Because there have been reports of attacks happening even in places where uh, the residents of the people of Sudan would have thought would have been peaceful. Still, there are conflicting information about um, between the army and the paramilitary, that is the RSF, who is in control of what, because each group is saying it has uh, it's defeating the other, taking control of the key uh, places uh, like the airports and the presidential palace. So a lot of conflicting information, especially with the state broadcaster Sudan TV and Sudan Radio being off air for the better part of Sunday and well into this morning Monday uh, the state broadcaster is not relaying anything uh, but we are still getting reports of people dying already we have about close to a hundred people who've been confirmed that's by the WHO and more than a thousand people um, um, injured in a way or the other so still watching just to see how this will go on and Mercy, I very quickly outlined the two groups here right at the top of the program, but could you just talk us through a bit of the background here, why this violence has started? 
All right, so this, this violence dates way back to, I would say, 2019 when, uh, you know, the then uh, Sudan president was ousted. And then uh, come uh, forward to 2021, there was a military coup. And then uh, after the military coup, these two generals that you've aptly mentioned now took control of running Sudan, aside from um, a, a council of other council of generals. And it has been a push to now move Sudan from a military rule to a civilian rule. And there have been talks, you know, in, in involving the generals, involving the civilian and, and, um, and other factions to just transition into a fully civilian rule. But now, recently, there has been a lot of unrest because between these two generals, that is General Burhan, who uh, runs the army, the army chief, and General Dagalo, who commands the RSF, they are disagreeing on how this transition is going to happen. And most importantly, what the role of the paramilitary, that is the RSF, will be when the transition has happened and now they need to maybe merge something. So a lot of power struggles between these two, and that is what is putting Sudan in, in this issue. But key to note is that it's taken interest, not only just um, globally, but also in the region. And now IGAD wants to send Kenya's president, South Sudan's president, and Djibouti's president over uh, to Sudan to broker a peace deal. And aside from that, the African Union Commission Chairperson Moussa Faki is also planning to go to, to Sudan to broker a, a, a peace deal. Okay, Mercy, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for that. And we'll wait, of course, to see if that, those international efforts do have any impact uh, there on the fighting in Sudan. And I know Mercy will be keeping across events for us.